Hi, my name is Emma Dantes. Welcome to my podcast, Homes and Spaces. Today I want to talk to you about double representation. And this podcast is mainly focused for everyone that is looking to buy a house or put their house up for sale. Um, for real estate agents, um, this is merely my opinion and how I perceive things and how I understand um, things. Um, double representation or dual representation in a real estate transaction in layman's terms means representing both the buyer and the seller at the same time by the same real estate agent. Now, it's very common and it can ha- and happens a lot of times and most consumers perhaps aren't aware that all listing and buyer representation agreements are with a brokerage not the individual realtor. So not with the individual real estate representative or brokers who work for the brokerage. All deals are with the brokerage. Double ending, also known as multiple representation, also occurs when the brokerage has two or more clients on the same transaction, meaning both the buyer's agent and the seller's agent work for the same brokerage. In other words, the same real estate office. This can happen if you're, for example, if you're looking for a home and uh, your real estate agent happens to know that um, his or her colleague had just listed at home from another um, seller that meets all the qualif- all the things that you want on your list. So your real estate agent goes and shows you that home that is a listing from his or her office and if you decide to buy it then the brokerage is representing both the seller and the buyer but um, when this happens it's okay because each of the buyer and the seller still have their own agent to represent them where I find it it, uh, difficult and in in a fine line is one um, when they both one agent represents both parties but so in my apologies because in most cases both parties in this instant buyers and sellers will be left feeling underserved not represented properly, unhappy, and in many cases um, may leave the agent and the brokerage open for liability. Now let me explain. You're a seller and you hire a real estate agent to showcase your home, market it, represent you, then your agent finds a buyer. Great, but the buyer does not have an agent. Your real estate agent brings a potential buyer to your property and is focusing on all the good qualities, etc. Wonderful. Then the buyer wants to put an offer, so your agent now also becomes their agent. The real estate boards and provisional governing board actually set out clear rules um, of duties of a real estate agents um, for these is- instances. But let's be realistic. You know, you now have a buyer that wants to put an offer in, you want to make them happy, and the buyer wants a deal. You are the agent for both of them. But both you, you now have to represent both clients, buyer and seller. 
So you now have to present the offer to your client, your first client, the seller, and you had made a commitment to get the best deal and price and service to them as well. I don't know about you, but it is very rare and difficult to please two people at the same time. I have a hard time doing that in my own private life and in business, and I think in a real estate deal is the same thing. Even though compromises like in life can be made, in reality, one cannot in good conscience represent two people properly when they are in opposite sides. Many agents manage to do it, but I feel that the buyer and sellers of those agents were not totally satisfied with the agent's service, that both the buyer and, sell and seller felt that their interests were not fully met by those agents, and that that may have affected an effect on the agent's career down the road. Client and customer satisfaction aside, dual or double representation or multiple representation, however you want to label it, may leave the door open to agent liability. As the agent, in the eagerness to close the deal while negotiating with the buyer and seller may leave something in the negotiation in the, the negotiator back and forth that either the buyer did not want to or the seller. I'm going to share with you, um, a friend of mine had this happen to her recently. She sold her townhouse with an agent that was also representing the buyer and during the negotiation process my friend had told the agent she did not agree with the clause. This pro property was part of a resort property on Friday Harbor Resort on Lake Simcoe, Ontario. And when properties are sold, the resort association requires a 2% fee payable to the buyer to the resort association. My friend's real estate agent had offered splitting the resort association fee in half as per the buyer's offer. Now she, again, my friend had told the agent, her agent, because the buyers were acquired. You have to remember that the buyers were acquired after my friend had listed the house with her agent. So my friend had told the agent, her agent, my friend was the seller and the agent's client. The buyer was acquired after the agent showed the property, my friend's place, and the buyers wanted to buy it and they did not have an agent. Again, so my friend's real estate agent took them on as a customer. Anyways, when my friend's agent called and told her what the offer was um, she had, had entailed, my friend told the agent on the conditions of the sign back, which included removal of the splitting of the association fee. Now, my friend trusted um, the agent would have made all those changes. When she got the, the offer from the agent to sign, to, sign, to sign back as a counter offer for the buyer, she did not read it properly to ensure her agent made all the changes. And she trusted the agent. But in the end, after it was a done deal, only when the deal was to close and her lawyer mentioned the fees, she realized the agent never change the condition on the sign back and it cost my friend just over $10,000 plus HST. My friend had the legal ability and right to file a complaint with the real estate body and sue the brokerage. 
but my friend was going through a stressful time in her life and just decided not to. But she never will work with a double agent again. And let me tell you, she will read everything on an offer as her trust has been compromised. So reducing the role of the agent when you, they're representing both the buyer and the seller to a facilitator, because that's what it's going to be in the end, means neither party has an advisor and champion in their corner. You want your real estate agent to be your advisor and champion. In a multiple representation scenario or double representation, it's buyer beware and seller beware. The agent basically represents nobody and are just a middleman being bringing a sale together. That is not what you should be looking for in a real estate agent. Under the current rules, the buyer and seller are still clients. And when I mention the rules, it's the rules of the government bonding of our real estate industry. So agents have to still represent both the buyer and the seller's interests, of course, and that is their due diligence duty. But at the end of the day is just humanly impossible and a very hard job to please everyone. Well, until next time.